0: Yaw. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Muppet style there. Coming to you from beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona, this is the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Join us as we take a deeper dive into mead and mead culture. Alright, welcome everybody to the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Meadcast, 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 meadcast. Oh, come on, guys. Welcome everybody to the Drinking Horn Meadcast. Meadcast, mead meadcast, meadcast, mead <laughs> That was the best one I've ever had. Um, we are here in episode number 32 of the Drinking Horn Meadcast, all about the... Well, this one is going to be a series of Meadcast episodes. Uh, but specifically episode number 32, the very first one, is our very first release of the Dragon Tea Mead series. Uh, And I have the absolute magnificent pleasure of having three not only talented, but also some might say handsome gentlemen across from me, uh, but I can't see Perez, so that's probably why. Um, (laughs) Here with us are the makers, the creators, uh, the brewers of all of the meads here at Drinking Horn that you so enjoy. So if you're drinking in your glass right now or in the future, in the past, some of Drinking Horn mead, these are the guys that did it. So welcome, guys. Uh, good to have all three of you on the Meadcast. This is definitely a first. Yeah. Thanks for having us.
2: Hello. Thanks for having us.
0: Awesome, awesome. So uh, we've, had, we've had Charlie, uh, head brewer, on a Meadcast episode before, We've had uh, Clint and, and Perez on like snippets for that one I came up and asked you about. Um, which one was that? Which mead was that? I think
3: that was the mango reaper.
0: Mango yeah. reaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About, about our spices I think we were,
3: and the peppers.
0: Yeah, how spicy it was, like how we like, bumped it up a little bit. So go back to episode number I don't remember uh, <laughs> and, and listen in on that. But cool. All right. Uh, so we're here to talk about our first dragon mead, and uh, Clint, what was that mead?
2: I believe that was the uh, Falcor.
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> you believe correctly. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Good guess. Yeah, and so um, Falcor is what we're talking about. But this dragon series—can you kind of, can you guys talk about how how this series was born? Um, if you can remember back to when we first started talking about creating a Dragon Tea Mead series, uh, what did what did that look at look like rather uh, the the creation of that? Charlie, do you remember any of that part?
1: Yeah, I think uh, it was just one of our weekly meetings. Uh, we were just brainstorming some new flavors, and I think I had recently had a, uh, a Snapple Elemental Air drink, and it had peach. Prickly pear and white dragon tea. It was actually pretty damn good. So uh,
0: did you did you just say Snapple?
1: Snapple. They still make Snapple. It's still around. They make new ones. So wow, this one was uh, was a new flavor. So I tried it out and it was delicious. But we already have a prickly pear mead, so mm. um, I really liked the the white dragon tea that it had in it. And we were just brainstorming about uh, what we could use besides prickly pear to pair well with the uh, white dragon tea
0: yeah and so you guys sat around at that meeting and came up with the second ingredient other than the the white tea Um, and what was that ingredient prez apricot oh it wasn't apricot apricot i say apricot (laughs) i love nice what do you guys say
1: I think I say apricot too.
0: Oh, maybe I'm the odd man out, Clint. No,
2: I I say apricot.
0: Okay, two to two. All right, <laughs> you decide in the comment section. Uh, we don't have a comment section for podcasts. That sucks that they do. Actually, if you are listening to this on Good Pods, you can comment on this episode. And if you don't know what Good Pods is, uh, you can download the app and you can actually interact with us and leave comments and likes and reviews and stuff on. On that platform, which is different than Spotify or Apple Podcasts and stuff like that, so if you're on Good Pods, leave a comment below. Do you say apricot or apricot? How would you comment that?
3: You could maybe you could do an Instagram poll, and then you'd have to do the phonetic long a.
0: Like ape, like put A P E, and then ricotte? Oh, like an ape eating some ricotta cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Meadcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll do an Instagram poll for sure. And now I, I like it. I like that idea. Excellent idea. So apricot and white tea uh, into the mix with, I'm guessing, as usual, our traditional base?
1: Correct, Hmm. yeah. Uh, Orange blossom honey. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the best. Uh, Are those orange blossoms in some other state? (laughs) No, they're here local, local to Arizona. That's right. All of our our honey, 100% of our honey. (sighs) Can we say 100%? Because... We're not going to give anything away, but we are going to use some special honey from outside of Arizona here in the somewhat near future. So ninety-nine point nine percent.
1: Bees don't see borders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So orange blossom honey, white tea, uh, white uh, white dra- dragon white dragon white tea, and. Apricot or apricot to be determined went into Falcor, and so I'm guessing in that same meeting, was it just in one meeting that you guys came up with the idea to have it a dragon series as well?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, there's only one white dragon that we could think of, which was mm. Falcor from the Neverending Story. Yeah, and we just started talking. I, about... you. <laughs> I just heard a call. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we started brainstorming other dragons, and we were like, oh, there's red dragons. We can have a red dragon, and we can uh, go with green and black, and there's dragons and teas. So just kind of uh, brainstormed from there.
0: Yeah, it is, it is cool that there are the same color of dragons as there are the colors of teas. As well, although I'm guessing there's probably every single colored dragon somewhere if you dig hard enough. Like, there's a purple dragon out there, I'm sure. Oh, 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 oh no, that's a dinosaur. I almost, I almost came up with Barney there for a second. <laughs> He's kind of a dragon, right? You're no, not. Clint's shaking his head. Not a Barney no. fan?
1: <laughs>
0: no? Is that like a, a tra- traumatizing part of your childhood?
2: <laughs> Slowly staring in the distance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh... Clint speaks in visuals. And then what are the two other colored teas that we're, we're using?
3: Uh, we've got red tea, rooibos tea, hmm. uh, and then we've got a special variety of black tea. We're l- working with our uh, local tea shop to try to dial in the details of which, which blend we want to go with.
0: Okay, so that's still in the works. Mm-hmm. But cool. that will
3: be at least a black tea base.
0: Nice. So we've got our white tea for Falcor, our green tea for Elliot, and then to be. To be, re- we know what we're doing for the dragons, for the other ones, but our red tea uh, for a next release and a black tea for a final release. Cool! Oh, that's awesome. So cool. Um, so this episode is all about Falcor, which is is gone. And it's gone. You know, I, I mean, it's it's gone from the mead hall. It's gone from our meadery here at production. Um, it, it is. I've heard a couple of bottle shops that still have it. Um, so it can be found some places around Arizona. Uh, if you, I, I, I can't tell you which ones. That would be crazy because we're in something over over forty different places in
3: Arizona. Um, but it was it was popular, right? Yeah, I think it was gone in about five weeks in total. Yeah, which I mean, some of our seasonals will usually last two or three months depending on how big of a batch we do. But yeah, we went through it real quick. Yeah,
1: there were people buying full cases of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it disappeared so quick. Like,
2: even in the hall, it was, what, only two, three weeks? And before, it was just gone, like, in kegs.
0: Yeah, yeah, people people drank that up, uh, literally, for sure. And what do you guys, do you guys have any thoughts on, on you know, some of the reasons why?
3: I mean, I think there's always the novelty of the the image, and, you know, people, especially when we started talking about it as a series, people wanted to start figuring out, uh, you know, if they like this first one to see if they were going to start liking the others as we we're coming out with them. Uh, yeah, I mean, image wise, if you hadn't seen the image, I'm sure you can link it in the show notes or put it on our, our social medias, but you know, our, our, artist does a really good job of, you know, capturing what we want and kind of keeping it within our theme on the labels.
0: Yeah. I think you, I think you hit uh, two out of the three reasons why it's popular there. Uh, the third one, maybe you just didn't want to say, but it's a kick ass Tasting sure. meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the novelty, absolutely. You know, Falcor like it brings back nostalgia. It's definitely for me, and probably for most most of our demographic, the never ending story, that white dragon, the the luck dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing that on a label is like, oh man, I don't I don't even care what's inside. I want that bottle. <laughs> and then the series, yeah, that's true. Uh, people grabbed it. They were asking, you know, how long is it going to be out? Because they knew we kind of hinted that there was going to be a series of four meads, and they wanted to make sure, you know, like you know, Pokemon, collect them collect all. Them all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Catch them all. Um, except there's four instead of... How many Pokemon are there out there? I mean, it's just a silly question. No, several, Charlie? Several <laughs> Five. Five. Oh, they got one more on us. <laughs> <laughs> several thousand? It's like several
3: hundred, I think. Oh,
0: several hundred. Yeah, okay. I, I think, was thinking it was... I think it's still under a
3: thousand, but mm. yeah, over 700, I think.
0: Nice. Right on. Yeah. Way more than we're going to have for this series. So anyway, people wanted to collect them all. Um, and if you ha- didn't get your hands on it, um, you know, start... I don't know. Start... Going around the bottle shops, maybe calling around see if they have it. Um, but yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about the artistry uh, later and a little bit about the future of Falcor. Um, so you guys sat down, maybe maybe at one meeting, came up with this idea, but I know it probably took several meetings to kind of tweak it. Um, was white tea and apricot like the immediate choice, or were there other choices that got uh, thrown
3: out? or was it just always that? I think combination-wise, when we first talked about it, I've at least I've had a lot of, you know, like white teas and peaches as drink combinations, and I think that's something that you can see pretty pretty common. Um, so, you know, always trying to avoid something that's, you know, common and, and you can get your hands on anywhere else to try to make it slightly different. Uh, we figured, well, something that's similar but different, let's try to get some apricots, uh, you know, make it work with that blend. Right on. I, I love that. Like, tweak it just a little bit to make it different. Sure. Um,
0: you know, peach and white tea, that is, that is true. Was there, what was in the, uh, was it prickly pear, white prickly
1: tea? Prickly pear and peach. And
0: okay, so there was peach in the Snapple. Correct. This episode is not sponsored by Snapple, but hey, Snapple, if you want to sponsor us, send us a check.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I think since we already do a peach mead, that kind of steered mm. us away from that as well to figure, okay, why, why make something that, that is so similar when we can tweak it and do something else? Absolutely. Yeah, that makes total
0: sense. And, uh, and people loved it. Absolutely. Just shown by how quick. You know, I, I, I don't want to say like it was just the label and the name and all that stuff at all. It's, it was really, really good. Um, and a good use of tea... Um, I feel like the final product in the bottle that we created had such a great little slight um, tannic quality, a little bit of a dry quality that balanced out that sweetness. Was was that, did you guys hit that out of the ballpark or out of the bat or did you test and like, like what was the process in coming up with how much tea and the balance of that?
1: I usually you like to start with a lower balance because you can always add more tea flavor, but you can't really take it away. So, uh, we started low and, uh, just kept on adding until we found that perfect ratio and that nice balance that we ended up with.
0: Cool. And I think I saw, and and maybe I'm wrong on this one, but, um, you guys making like actual, like heating up water, actually adding tea, actually adding stuff to, to taste it during, during your meetings. Is that the same with this one?
1: Yeah, we always like to uh, do little taste tests like that. It's hard to go um, judge amounts of ingredients from super little tiny taste tests to a real big vat. So, uh, you know, but at least we can get the ideas to, to start with uh, what we're going to add to the mead.
0: Awesome. Um, Clint, you are definitely, I, I would almost, I mean, I would be pretty confident in calling you the tea guy here. Uh, as far as like drinking actual tea Um, you seem to seem to have a lot of knowledge about it Um, how did you feel about the the tea
2: uh, balancing process for this mead i think it went pretty well Uh, it's really hard to uh, balance out a white tea with other flavors and not have that other flavor overwhelm the white tea just because that uh, if you have too much of that other flavor, like because white tea is such a delicate sort of flavor, mm. it can easily be overwhelmed. So having something as light as apricot works very well to mix with it. Nice. Excellent. That's
0: a good point. White tea is, is a delicate kind of uh, element to it, so you've got to be careful. Um, what makes it a white tea?
2: Uh, I believe it's the t- uh, the uh, period of time in which it is harvested. So it's usually like some of the first sprigs. I could be wrong on that, to be fair okay
0: so like little juvenile tea leaves yeah is anyone aware of any
3: Yeah, i think it's just the age and then it's usually like hand processed instead of you know like dried and roasted and Mm. gone down the chain it's usually all done by hand okay Cool. Oh, what a. It seems cute to me. I
0: think white tea is like one of the cuter teas because it's just, it's little and young and and gently like cradled in the hands for the processing. (laughs) Super cute. Just like Falcor. Oh, no, wait. He's gentle, you know, I think, but he could get mean. Yeah. He's fluffy. fluffy. He is fluffy with those weird like bubbles though. Remember the like bubbly, he had like dermatitis or something.
1: Hmm?
0: No, you guys don't remember that? No. Oh, look back at a photo. (laughs) He's got like these pink bubbly bubbles on his skin, kind of. Those were babies. Oh, Oh, they were little baby pods getting ready to pop out. And they'd be, (laughs) oh, baby
3: falcors. It's so cute. All right,
0: well, now I'll take it away from this. Oh, and we'll be right back after this. (laughs) Step right up, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Drinking Horn Meat Hall, where good times are on tap. Get ready for weekly trivia, live Celtic music, art nights, and open mics that'll knock your socks off. And don't forget our meads, brewed with local Arizona honey and delivering a taste that'll make your taste buds sing. So join us at the Drinking Horn Mead Hall in downtown Flagstaff, where the mead flows and the fun never stops. Skol! (laughs) And then the chicken pooped in her lap. (laughs) Mm, Good one. Uh, all right, so we're back. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so we talked about the the delicate flavors of the tea and that process and and, and how it came about with the with the apricot or apricot. Um, but staying with the tea, uh, where did we get the tea from?
3: Uh, Potion tea bakery here in town. That's where we get most of our teas from. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing. try to go in there, do little samples, figure out what's kind of in season, what's available. We usually try to give her an idea of what we're working for, and I mean, she's been really great to say, hey, here's what I've got, here's what might work well, here's some samples, and you know, bring it back to production and say, let's see what works.
1: Yeah, and Heather, her name is Heather, uh, she's always given us good advice for proper brew times on mm. different sorts of teas. Yeah.
3: Temperatures, nice. cold soaks versus boils.
0: Sounds like a pretty good resource to have. Oh, yeah. Big time. Nice. Some of you might remember Heather and Potion Tea from. I'm sure we've talked several times, uh, but from our episode number two, Metheglin, we had her on. Actually, went to her shop and did our episode uh, number two there. And yeah, great resource on on not only just like getting acquiring the tea, but knowing how to use it, which is important, right? I mean, if you take something as gentle as a white tea and you like put it in i'm guessing put it in too hot of a temperature you might start getting too many tannins or bitterness and stuff yeah like it'll that.
2: it'll actually start burning the leaves
0: yeah yeah so it could be cool burning is cool Rawr, but not in this case no because <laughs> falcor never really breathed any fire that i remember See, he's not like a fire breathing so no. Guy. no i don't
3: think so no i was just reading some stuff before this and apparently he was like allergic or or would be poisoned by water Whoa! because yeah, there was a scene in it where um, Atreyu had to like recover something from underwater, and Falcor couldn't do it because he would die if he went into the water.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe it had something to do with the baby pod bubbles on him. <laughs> like, yeah, like a gremlin. <laughs> yeah, don't get him wet after midnight. Uh, <laughs> or no, don't don't get him wet. Period. <laughs> no. yeah, don't feed him after <laughs> midnight.
2: Magui <My boy. laughs> <Hey>, Billy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, that's that's. It. I don't remember that scene, but I, I guess yeah. That's um, you know, maybe it was blocked from my memory. What I do remember is the horse in the quicksand. God, Artex, terrible. Yeah, I think that sounds familiar. Oh, what a terrible, terrible scene. Okay, but what's not terrible? Terrible is the Falcor Mead. Um, so we had a couple of listener questions um, or, or follower questions from Instagram and Facebook and the such. And so a couple of those, uh, if you guys are willing and able, uh, answer some of those questions. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sweet. All right. Uh, so talking about the entire series, uh, someone asked, are they available statewide? Yes.
2: <laughs> <Okay.
0: Yeah. laughs> Boom. To an extent, wow. though, right? Because um,
3: is gone. Is gone, except for maybe a couple little spots. So there yeah, could I, mean, I do the deliveries from time to time, like mm-hmm. I see them in, in the shelves at some of those those bottle stores all over. So you know, our website has the list of all of our retailers. You can always check the check the list there. You know, maybe give them a, give them a call. I'm sure, they'd be happy to tell you if they have any left.
0: Yeah. And I'd even be willing to say, uh, because we have these loyal listeners of the Meadcast, 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 uh, if you, I could, I could dig a little bit of research too and find where it is, uh, but you'll have to, you'll have to hit me up on that. So uh, not going to do that for everybody because it's, it would take a while to right. try to figure out. I'd have to go through all the invoices and stuff, but maybe we can find it for you. But, but the entire series is not Mead Hall specific. It will be distributed. I think that's the answer, right? Correct. Cool. Uh, another question, and I know the, the sad answer to this. Uh, will Falcor be coming back again soon?
1: Maybe not soon, but oh. I've got an idea that I think we should take the most popular of the tea meads and make another round for, say, like Christmas or something oh, like that. Oh, boy! I haven't ran that by uh, the higher-ups <laughs> yet, but it's just an idea. Maybe All it'll right. be back sooner than later. Who knows?
0: You know what? What'll help that decision is if uh you listeners out there start demanding it. Uh or demanding that sounds like <laughs> pitchforks and fires like, Oh, <laughs> bring back Falcor. we're we'll burning it down <laughs> But yeah, start requesting it, say you want it back. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta keep everyone happy. That's true, you know? Yep, keep the customer happy, especially if it's a great product, uh like this was. Um, I'm gonna save some of these other ones. Do doo for later. Um uh, how would you describe the flavor profile of Falcor, the white tea and apricot mead? Is it more on the sweet or tart side? And maybe by tart, they kind of also meant bitter-ish, like you know, like a tea side. So, so would you say it's more leaning to sweet or more leaning towards tea?
3: I'd more say more the sweet. Yeah, I'd say pretty balanced. I don't think the tea, you know, at least in our process, I don't think we got it bitter. It wasn't astringent. Mm-hmm. Just kind of gave a little bit of those earthy tones. But I also don't think it's on, you know, one of our sweetest meats either. I think it's a pretty good balance. Heck
0: yeah. Uh, maybe that's one of the popular reasons too, or reason that it's so popular. For sure.
3: Um, and then
0: let's just uh, end a little bit on this Falcor episode talking about uh, about the about the label art. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the label art on each one of these. Um, but Charlie, you have a connection to the to the artist, right?
1: Yeah, I'm what, like... 44 right now and i've known the guy who does all of our art since fifth grade so oh we go way back yeah
0: yeah dang you want to give him a shout out or would he be not wanting that
1: i don't know uh you know uh he likes to <laughs> roll incognito okay but uh, gotcha. we'll say his uh pseudonym is uh benjamin black so oh, oh, up, oh, benjamin right. black
0: what's up benjamin black um Awesome, awesome artwork on all of our meads. Uh, we we usually keep it very um, similar throughout. It's just it's if you know our logo or not logo, you know our bottles. It's the horn and then the ingredients with the honeycomb, and he uh, perfectly changes those ingredients out, uh, and then sometimes even does like a melted popsicle on there and stuff like that. But these are very special. We've only had a few bottle labels that were not that that normal go-to, uh, and this one is one of those. And there's almost, not I, I guess you would call it maybe an Easter egg there on the left-hand side. Um,
1: yeah, it's it, the tower.
0: Yeah, that glowing tower that had the uh,
1: Princess? Nameless
0: princess, sure. I think. Maybe he doesn't know what he has to do!
1: What do I have to do? He has to give me a new name.
0: In there, oh man, I'm trying to remember it. Um, yeah, and then is just kind of, he's just kind of laying there, like, a little bit sleepy-eyed with a little grin and uh, laying down on on his paw, almost like a border collie would. Um, and then there's some, like, kind of sand dunes on the bottom. Yeah, you can check out, uh, a, I'll, I'll put a pick up on, on Instagram, or you can scroll back to that, to the photo of it for the release. And, uh, yeah, really, I, it's almost, it's crazy how realistic it looks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, like it almost takes you back for a second how realistic that that label is um on there so shout out to to him on that label um any other thoughts on the label from you guys i know we don't have much of it i have the bottle in front of me because i, I had to buy one before it all went away but um yeah
1: it's great uh he always does such great work we just tell him, give him a rough idea of what we want and he comes back to us with exactly what we wanted. So yeah, can't ask for a better relationship with, uh, with an artist than that.
0: No, no. Yeah. Cause if we tried to force more on it, we'd, we'd screw it up.
1: <laughs>
0: I think, um, cool. All right. Uh, any, any other special things that happened during this, uh, good or bad? Did, did, fermentation go, go well? Were there any snags with, with the tea process or anything like that?
3: All went pretty smoothly. We didn't, uh, we didn't try to eat the tea and get sick like we did oh. with the peppers. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: gosh. Yeah. There's a, that, that's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what episode <laughs> that was. But, yeah, we talked about our, our uh, Mango Reaper eating those Reaper peppers. And, yeah, we all called in. We were supposed to do an event later on that evening, a, a, another tasting. And we're all like, nope, we got to stay home. We're sick. <laughs> oh. Well, that's Falcor. Uh, that's Series Dragon T Series Mead number one uh, out of four. And so, stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, you can probably hop right over onto episode number 33 about Elliot, and we'll have these three amazing brewers back for to talk about that one. Uh, it's a little bit spicier of a mead. So, thank you guys for joining. Catch you next time.
2: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw.